Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Word of God, word of life. Let's pray. God, we gather to hear again uh, what you are about in this world and in each of our lives. So breathe that spirit of life into us all. Amen. If you take your eyes off the big cherry and spoon, and if you walk past the big blue rooster, you will find the wind chime tree at the Minneapolis Sculpture Garden. It's a little upside down, I guess. These chimes together contain every note of a score by avant-garde composer John Cage. Alex will play this later in the service. Relying on the unpredictable nature of the wind, each ring deconstructs and recomposes the original melody in an endless performance. We are concluding our Count Me In series, and today we are held in Psalm 100 and the wind chime tree. If Psalm 100 could be art, I think it would be this tree. This piece of art doesn't sit quietly, but yet it cannot make a joyful noise on its own. It's dependent on the wind, the breath of life, and when it does blow, the pipes bump into each other, clanging away and making a joyful noise to the Lord. I imagine what that's like during a storm in the summer to be downtown Minneapolis when every other piece of art is silent and this one goes crazy. The psalmist did not need many words, as Allison read. Your life is meant to make a noise. This is how you worship God, and to live your life being grateful and trusting in the faithfulness of God throughout generations. But you know what? I think there's something missing from this psalm. And it's the spirit, that breath of life. In Hebrew, it's ruha. You need your diaphragm to say it. It's the spirit wind that blew over the emptiness and chaos in the beginning to create life. 
It is the spirit that Jesus breathed into his disciples before he left them. And we are dependent on the spirit for life itself to move within us, to empower us to know that we are called to make a noise and be community and mount all of it. And the wonder of the wind chimes is that individual pipes cannot make music on their own. It takes many strung together. And when they are nudged or lean into each other, a melody echoes forth. There can't be sheet music for wind chimes. The spirit breathes as it will, coming when we least expect it and composing and rearranging those to tones into a joyful noise to all the earth. This is the wonder of faith. You cannot control it. You can plan and prepare like the best of them and still the spirit exhales and the pipes clang together, and what you thought was still and lifeless moves again, making sounds that none can compose on its own. This is our life as a church, trusting with all our might that the spirit of life is among us, inhaling and exhaling, breathing life into us, allowing us to be open to live our purpose and our vision. This is the promise we hold on to, and this is life for now, and that God is always still at work shaping and composing. It takes trust to believe this and to be brought back to this. There's deep wisdom in the psalmist's words. Something happens when we worship, when we come together to praise God, it no longer can be about us. We, for a moment, let go of having to have it figured out, relying on our own merits or works, believing that we are self-made. We hear a new story and we sing a new song. The gift of life comes from God, the giver, the one who created us to be in community, to be generous with what he has given us. And to know that our chime is needed to create the song of praise. We rely on each other and we rely on God. When we were planning this Count Me In series, there was the obvious, just like that little graphic that you've seen with everyone's hands raised, count me in. We need everyone here to live our call at Mount Olivet. But there's something deeper, something that Psalm 100 reminds us of. It's actually God who says, count me in. This is the promise. And that's why when we think we've reached the end, when we seem like clanging cymbals, and when the sound doesn't seem to connect, we come back together and we worship and praise God. God promises to be found in the dissidents to breathe again the spirit that moves through that tree to stir up our hearts to remember that he is the one true God, the author of life, the composer of song. Amen. 
the one who comes to save us. We are reoriented when we worship, when God's story is retold, and when God's love through Jesus comes to us as grace-filled bread and wine. We are changed when we worship together. It happens each and every week. Do you feel it? It happens. We can work to prepare worship, to have themes and sermon series, but the Spirit always enters in. It happens through music. It happens through our prayers. We leave and we are changed. That is God among us. This is our existence to come together to receive the promise to let the Spirit blow us, to chime in freedom, to worship and praise and bring a joyful noise to the earth. When we do this, we let go of our self-focus and we realize that our life is part of a larger composition. There are so many things vying for our attention, asking for our investment. A couple weeks ago, I asked you to take time as families to consider what your financial investment to Mount Olivet will be for this next year. Your family is a pipe and all our pipes are needed for us as a church to worship God, to sound praise and gratefulness into our community. And you know what? I think back to 135 years, there's no way this church would have existed without the spirit of life calling us to and calling us from, creating in the times of crisis or disagreement, this new sense of life on who we are and where God needs, needs us. And so I invite you to consider what that will, investment will be, and then I set it free because I trust in what the Spirit will continue to do and what it has done in each of us. We need this place to gather together to worship God, to come back to the promise and realize that we are called together to make this joyful noise and to be heard in our community. And so come and worship. Hear the song that is being created as the Spirit blows to reorient us, to recreate us. And then take time and come back to the gift of life to trust in the spirit of life, God's faithfulness to all generations. We end today with the last of our videos, and I invite you to watch for the spirit as Terry and Andy Knudsen tell their story. Oh, yeah.
We first came to Mount Olivet when we were newly married and moved into Plymouth and looking for a church. And we tried out a bunch of different churches and we really liked the Mount Olivet Church and the opportunities. It had a good feel of being able to make a difference and, and have an impact. Didn't feel like we'd get lost in the crowd. Pastor Beth and Pastor Joel put such an emphasis on the family, worshiping together, and, and everything is very much family focused, whether it's the kids or the learning experiences or the barbecues, the picnics and stuff, and I think that just pulls us all in, and the fact the church has um, been able to maintain this youthful atmosphere and vibe during a time when other churches haven't been able to, it just has been exciting too. And I think the culture too, just knowing it's a safe place and that we can be here and my kids can run off and I don't have to necessarily see them to know that they're safe. And it's a place that has a feeling that I want my kids to associate with their faith and just that comfort level. It's a good open place, I think, to have the kids be able to explore their faith and to learn that it's okay to ask questions and to not have all of the answers and I just really appreciate that atmosphere about Mount Olivet and to be able to grow up like that and being able to learn openly I feel like is really important. The Sunday school has been fun for these guys to make some friends and Voltaire and I have taught at different points and it's just a fun atmosphere down there. Erica keeps it nice and, and light and fun and in the jungle room and, and I think having the kids join during the service is a, is a unique thing too and so they still get to experience part of the larger um, church experience. It's very important. So a big part of our faith is the timing of things and how stuff, you know, God makes things work in a certain timing for a certain reason and our family is going through a variety of losses right now and the church's focus on death and mm -hmm. life and how all of those are connected is just very powerful and I feel like that is just one of the ways that the church has been here for our family completely unintentionally because that's God's plan mm -hmm. but but it it makes a big difference and that's something that's happening right now for our family mm -hmm. so I wanted to share that.